welcome to Subject ACT with me, Heather Murray. Subject ACT brings you stories from our local Canberra community and beyond, affairs with a global dimension. A bit over a week ago, it was Are You OK Day and Suicide Awareness Day. But really, every day is a day in which we need to care for each other's mental health. And this is something we like to talk about here on Subject ACT. Beyond Blue speaker Gary Mills joins me today to talk about his own experience of living with depression and the common ground we may find when we realise that we're not alone. This interview was recorded via Zoom, so please forgive the sound quality, which is a little low. Welcome, Gary. Hi, Heather. Great to be with you. Gary, you've um, personally experienced depression and the ripple effect it can have. Tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, thanks, Heather. Um, yeah, I've, um, a few years ago, I, I was diagnosed with depression. So it, it, it's something I've lived with now for, for many years, but it didn't actually come to light until uh, probably 2012 was when I first went and saw someone about it. Um, but it was certainly something that had been, been around for a lot longer than that. And in fact, in 2007, I did a, did a little, um, there's a, an assessment you can do on the Beyond Blue website. And um, uh, I, I flagged myself as being pretty high, high likelihood of having depression, but I didn't actually do anything about it. Um, I just thought I'd keep going living life. And it wasn't until five years later until I pretty much hit rock bottom that uh, I went and got uh, medical professional medical help and that that certainly was the the turning point for me to um, start on the track to recovery but yeah look it, it's depression is a can be a very debilitating uh, illness uh, like a lot of illnesses and um, you know, it's not always as obvious as a physical illness but it's it's just the same it's it's something that that happens to you and you don't always ask for it but uh, you've, you've just got to uh, reach out for help and um, and start on your recovery just like you would for any any sort of illness so my experience certainly not um you know it's unique to me but shares a lot of commonalities amongst a lot of other people that i've spoken to as well mm. and depression doesn't really discriminate does it no it doesn't um it, it can happen to anybody at any time in their life um my underst- my understanding of I'm certainly not a doctor or anything like that. I, I'm a speaker for Beyond Blue because of my lived experience, but I've certainly lived it, learned a lot about it over the years of my own uh, my own self-discovery of my own situation, but also uh, interacting and, and working with a lot of other people. And yeah, look, it, it can be environmental, it can be genetic, it can be uh, one one big event, uh, or it can be a num you know just a just a period period uh, where you just things mount up over time and um, so look it, it could be a lot of different reasons but the most important thing is that to, to, to get help to 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 um, manage it uh, that's mm. that's that's the most important thing mm. tell us a little bit Gary about your working background and I understand you were uh, in the AFP a police officer and and a bodyguard at one point yeah, that's right. Um, I, I was a police officer for 17 years. I started off in the Victoria Police back in the mid-90s and uh, spent a lot of time in the inner city of Melbourne. And, um, and then uh, I, I joined the AFP or the Federal Police in 2000 and, and stayed in Melbourne for about three years, I think it was, before I moved to Canberra, where I am now. And um, I was... The, the thing that brought me to Canberra was I was one of John Howard's bodyguards. So I came up here to sort of help out for a month and that turned into a, 
a, um, a, a trial run because I was interested and, and yeah, I was lucky enough to get a spot on, on the team and I uh, ended up moving to Canberra permanently. So that, that was a, that was an amazing experience. Um, yeah, certainly, uh, it seems like a lifetime ago and it probably almost is. We've had about, I don't know, about 20 prime ministers since then, haven't yes. we? <laughs> it feels right. like it. Um, and uh, yeah, look, fascinating experience. And, uh, and I guess you know, one of the questions that I often get asked is, was there anything in my policing life that sort of impacted my mental health? And, and look, I, I, I lock a, a lot of uh, emergency services and frontline workers, um, you know, you see a lot of pretty, pretty nasty and ugly stuff uh, and the worst of humanity at times. And, um, but I, I really can't pinpoint any particular instance that uh, plays on my mind or um, impacted me, uh, the long-term impact of my mental health. I think uh, if I look back to my, my younger years and even as a teenager, I, I definitely see it and my, my family sees that there were, there were signs but even for, as far back then. Sometimes I guess things can look a bit unmanageable and overwhelming when you're feeling like you're, you're not coping. Can you share some practical tips with us about how you got through and how you're coping now under COVID-19? Yeah, look, the things that have really stuck with me over the years, and I was even right into this before uh, I hit rock bottom, was, was physical exercise. And I think even more important, and this is why it's, it's a really powerful thing for anybody, is just moving. Um, I find that just getting up and, and walking around or just stepping outside and getting some fresh air or um, just moving from one room to another is, can be enough to just get... Um, you're starting to engage other parts of the brain, you're starting to engage other parts of your body, and, and it can almost be enough of a circuit breaker just to, just to turn it a touch or at least get a bit more awareness about what's going on. But I, I think that self-awareness is the most powerful thing from my point of view and that's something I've really focused on is just understanding um, what's going on um, but routines they're pretty they're really important and particularly in COVID conditions I mean a lot of people have suddenly had to work from home um, I think it really is important to just slot some uh, routine into your day so it's almost like you're ticking little wins off okay I've done that whether, whether that's washing or um, you know even just doing some push-ups or, or something something active uh, something that uses your brain. So you're actually ticking mm. things off as the day goes on. You've actually got a sense of purpose. I suppose there's also a lot of things on uh, that can be found on YouTube, like yoga, teach yourself yoga or gentle exercises uh, or even vigorous Zumba, if that's what you're into. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And there's an, there's an app on your smartphone for everything these days too. Mm. Heather and I, I, there's an app I use on, on my smartphone, which is a combination of... Um, stretching exercises and a bit of meditation as well. And I, I, I find when I do that every morning, uh, it's only about 20 minutes. It's, it's, it's does wonders for my, for setting my day up, just that clarity of mind in the morning as well. It just sets me off to a good place. And yeah. um, if you can find something like that, that your body can handle and you, you just have to start lightly, whether it's yoga or just even just listening to, to meditation, uh, they're, they're, it's really powerful stuff and, and you can do it anywhere. Sometimes uh, I uh, suppose when people are feeling anxious or or low in their self-confidence, low in themselves, it can be hard to know when to ask for help. How, how do people make that decision, make, take that first step? Yeah, look, uh, and that's, that's, a, that's a really big, it can be a really big challenge, but 
but it, but it's also one of the most powerful things you can do uh, for, for this whole mental health um, and just getting support is it to actually talk to somebody, just seek out resources, look for more information. And um, I think it's really important to understand is it doesn't matter how strong or strong-willed we think we are or how how we can bottle our emotions, which isn't healthy for us anyway, is um, we've all got our tipping point. And I've seen some really strong-minded and physically strong people um, fall over. And yeah. um, that's what we need to be really mindful of. And, and I think people in general actually want to help because you're being open and honest about how you're feeling. And we had um, Are You OK Day about 10 days ago. What do we do if somebody does actually say, well, actually, I'm not feeling okay? Yeah, yeah, really great question. And then we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to actually cross that barrier to actually talk to somebody because we, we're not sure about what we should say and we don't necessarily know what the answer is. And, that, and we, that's, that's not part of the criteria. The part of the criteria is that we just want to be ourselves and just offer support to somebody and just ask someone, you know, how are you going? Uh, have a conversation there's there's no there's no particular script or one way of doing this it's really you've got to do what comes naturally and and just put yourself in the mindset that your sole goal is to actually help this person it's not to be the answer it's not to be the uh, you know know where to go or know what they have to do it's just being an ear it's just showing them that somebody actually cares Um, there's some great resources out there to help you craft that conversation um you know beyond blue for instance has got great resources uh they've actually got a, a specific um section for coronavirus so they call it the coronavirus mental well-being support service mm-hmm. and they've got heaps of information there on around strategies um how to how to have conversations it's got where to go get professional support you know whether that's um suicide or depression anxiety they've got 24-7 trained counsellors on the, on the phone. Um, and it's also got financial wellbeing support as well because I know that's a big worry for a lot of people at the moment. And a lot of this stuff is, is backed by research as well. So they, they've got a lot of expertise in des- developing, you know, whether it's suicide or um, another, a mental health condition, you know, how do, how do I actually approach that conversation? And most of us aren't trained to do that. So, but again, it's just it's just about, being thoughtful and genuine, um, that's one of the key things they, they talk about and, and what feels comfortable for you. And if it doesn't work the first time, it doesn't mean you give up and go, well, I tried and that's it. I mean, it it's, doesn't necessarily happen straight away. Um, but but the most important thing is to, to let people know that they're, because you can feel quite alone and, and um, you know, not everybody has the support at home or they might live alone or, um, you just don't know. So any, any support that they feel or, or that actually somebody cares about them um, it can make a big difference. You've been listening to Gary Mills, speaker for Beyond Blue, who generously shared his experiences and insights into depression and anxiety. And if you feel that you're starting to get into trouble or that you need support, there's a lot of help out there, so I urge you to reach out. You can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 224636 or Lifeline on 13 11 14 or if it's an emergency, call 000. And links to the Beyond Blue website will be on our Subject ACT Facebook page or if you want to support a friend or loved one, 
Beyond Blue has a lot of resources on their website too, so it's well worth a look. I'm Heather Murray for Subject ACT. 2XXFM, 98.3 in Canberra, or streaming online at 2XXFM.org.au.